Hey, Taco Tuesday fans, this is Christian Brindle. And I am Glenn Shelton. We came together and combined our forces to create something special for insurance agents called Taco Tuesday. Let's taco about insurance. My company, Christian Brindle Insurance Services, and my company, Lead Heroes, is here to bring you the latest and greatest news happening in the insurance industry today and eat some tacos while we do it. If you enjoy the content that we put out on this podcast, feel free to leave us a review or subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Without further ado, let's get into this episode of Taco Tuesday. about it. All right. I think we are live. Just confirming in the group here that I can see it. And here we go. Um, Hey guys, what's going on? Um, Hope everybody's having a great day. I know a lot of you I saw literally a few hours ago (laughs) with the coach Michael Burt stream, but taco Tuesday must go on. Um, Glenn is not here. A lot of you saw his um, post um, a few hours ago about how, you know, he's got struck with the Rony Rona and um, um, our thoughts are with Glenn. He's missed um, and we hope to have him feeling better soon and back next week. Um, But today, guys, um, Zach Munger was nice enough to come on and kind of take Glenn's place as a, as a guest host for the week. Um, So Zach, Thank you for being here and welcome. How you doing? Thank you for having me. And uh, Glenn, we're thinking of you. Send your prayers. Feel better soon. Get back in your chair because I know you're going to feel more comfortable here than I am. But hey, my <laughs> wife brought me a taco so I could actually do this right. So got a Ooh. couple of them. All right. So let's let, be here. Thank you, Christian. Let's start off the right way on this, Zach. Um, what kind of tacos do you have? Well, it wasn't uh, a planned thing. You literally reached out to me. She happened to be on her way home. She was <laughs> off today. So it's just Taco Bell. And uh, I mean, I think I asked for Taco Supreme, but these look like just good old meat, cheese, and lettuce. Now, I did ask for Hot and Diablo, and she came through. There's a whole bunch of Hot and Diablo sauce, so at least I'll have extras to put on, you know, pizza or whatever later. But uh, yeah, you know, the, right down the road from us is like a, a, this great little local Mexican joint, and chips and salsa and cheese dip. And I mean, we get these pineapple fajitas next time when I'm prepared, I might just broadcast right from in there. So <laughs> I love it. I love these it. Cheese head tacos. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra, Sandra, the cheese head tacos. It's funny. Cause Glenn and I always say that like Taco Bell is our unofficial sponsor. Like, yeah. um, so Taco Bell is, is always, is always welcome on here. But this week I got, and I've been, feel like we've been having these a lot lately. Our office staff really likes them, so we keep getting them. But they're the, the what they they say on the menu that they're rolled tacos. Hmm. I think I've seen you have that before on here. Yeah, they're they're a, they're a popular thing. But the the audience likes to get very technical with me and say these aren't tacos; they're they're taquitos or whatever they are. However, the menu we bought them from says they're rolled tacos, so I have to just respect their wishes and refer to them as the proper terminology. I mean, I would have probably said taquito, but you know, whatever. I, I, if it tastes like a taco or delivers like that, I think you'll be fine. Anything mm-hmm. in a Mexican restaurant is usually good. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that goes for margaritas too, which I probably should have had one before coming on. Uh, mm. Margaritas are... Galen always says that we should have Margarita Monday. <laughs> well, then we'd probably have not such a typical Tuesday then, huh? Right, right. Taco um, Tuesday would be a, a little bit hungover, perhaps, with Margarita Mondays sometimes. Right. Um, terrible Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. But so uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to kind of touch on um, today, Zach. And so first thing I wanted to talk about was the summit, the Six Figure Medicare Agent Summit. Yes. Um, a lot of you guys that are watching this or watch the replay of this will probably have already probably heard about the summit as of as of now. But um, if you haven't, we want to bring you some awareness of it. Um, so the Six Figure Medicare Agent Summit is going to be next June on June 10th and 11th in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's going to be a conference unlike any conference, in my opinion. It's going to have a lot of really fantastic speakers. It's got really the dream team lineup you know, from the Galen Hendricks of the world to the Justin Brocks of the world to um, Danielle yeah, Roberts. Yeah, Danielle Kunkel, Roberts, Boomer Benefits, um, Justin Thomas, um, Tyler Reese, uh, Glenn Shelton, uh, Tracy Lonesbury, Joanna Wyckoff. There's just a, a, a multitude of amazing people. Lester Kahn with Agent Pipeline. Um, so there's going to be some great people that are going to be taking the stage and speaking. And, um, we really hope all of you guys can make it. Glenn Shelton has personally um, promised to, to give 10 free leads away to at the first 100 ticket members that enroll and commit to come into the conference. So um, I'll take my leads then. Yep. Yep. Zach, Zach and Danny. I mean, 20, Danny is coming too. So yeah, you know. exactly. I mean, that's exactly it. You know, like, so you guys are going to get your, your free leads because you guys, you know, got in on the first day, definitely within the first 100 people. So had to um, be there. Wouldn't miss it for the world. One thing I wanted to ask you, Zach, because you've gone to a lot of events this year. Um, what has been your impression on what you've been able to walk away from events? I know we kind of talked about that on the 8% video, but maybe if we could just rehash that just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing, I, I hate to come back to it, has been the relationships. Because I wouldn't be as close to you or or Justin Brock <laughs> or getting to know Danielle Kunkel Roberts or, you know, I, Sandra Gebhardt, I see you commenting. I, I got to meet her at 8%. That was amazing. I loved when we would do those happy hours during the early stages of the pandemic and yeah. it allowed us to have a little bit more of a familiarity with each other outside of the formal you know, setting that, that is our groups. But I think the biggest thing is really getting to know a person much like I went from being a, a field sales agent, of course, to adjusting to more of the phone or the telesales. And it's, I miss the interaction with the clients. I miss either sitting across from them in their home or, or in an office setting. And I think I, I needed that. So like pandemic or not, I, I was going to get to whatever I could to try to learn and grow and get some time with people who are either at a level where I want to get to or people who have been where I am and can relate like Lee Wilson, somebody uh, that I got to meet at 8% and he and I, I shared my little bit of my story. He's like, Oh my God, that's where I was. And it was great to hear because now I'm like, okay, I got somebody I can follow who's already been where I am and, and looking at doing some of the same things. So right. you, you can't get that just from a, a group or even a, a zoom call usually. So that's my biggest thing. 
Yeah, I think, you know, I think you hit it right in the head. There, there's only so much interaction you can get from talking to somebody on a thread or on the other end of a keyboard. You know, I feel like, and the I think I think the doing the video calls and the Zoom calls and, and things like this is probably the the step of the next step above that. But yeah. there's nothing quite like being face to face with somebody and being able to, you know, look them in the eyes and you know, be able to literally reach out and touch them and you know, really having that in person communication and and contact. Um, I I felt like there's really nothing like it, you know. And I felt like for the years that I haven't been going to events. I felt like I really been I'd missed out for years, yeah. um, and so I'm I'm glad that I got to go to as many as I did this year. And you know, you and I got to see each other at three different events this year, which was amazing. And seeing um, a lot of you, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah, pretty I mean, you're gonna get tired of me. We got to vacation together in uh, beautiful Tupelo, yes, uh, where I somehow contracted pneumonia <laughs> of all things. Oh my gosh, yeah, but I but I made it through. I was not there was no way I was leaving behind the agency with all the stuff that, that Justin and the, the gurus team were sharing and stuff and, you know, being able to hang out with, with you and, and the other, Jackie was there, of course, yeah. you know, she was, she was great. And that was a more intimate event. And I think that's what I'm really looking forward to with, with six figure Medicare agent, the summit. And with, um, you know, I know Medicare con is growing, but we got to both be at the, the first one back in February. And uh, it, it was definitely more intimate, but 8%, my God, Cody, you and your yeah. team blew the roof off that place. I, I literally don't think they're going to fit there in, in next year or anything. Right. Because they, I don't know how the fire marshal would approve of it. They'd have to put <laughs> more seats in around up top or some, maybe they'll need like uh, the theater seating or something, but right. yeah, that was an incredible, but different type of event. Right. So yeah. and for me, I mean, I hadn't been to events since I was with Northwestern mutual or mass mutual. And those were like the internal ones where you're with the other people at the organization, just not the same. And right. For sure. Like I, I remember, I remember I talked to somebody who's a mutual friend of ours. I won't say their name. Um, but l- I think it was last year, kind of in the heart of the pandemic. And and I had never been to 8% nation before. I also had never been to the MedSup conference before, still haven't. Um, but I was talking to them and they were talking about how they were going to go to 8% and they were also going to go to Meds, this MedSup conference. I was like, oh, the MedSup conference, that sounds like it'll be cool. Just like the name, you know, and the reputation of how many people go to it every year. And what he told me is he's like, he's like, they're, they're two completely different things. He's like, 8% is the greatest party on earth. And the Mets up conference is probably a little bit more boring, maybe a little more dry, you know, like, um, and I, I feel like one thing that Cody's done such a great job about is, you know, he's made it really sexy, really fun, like very attractive to go and spend two to three days in a, in, in a hotel you know, very nice hotel, sit in a conference classroom style and learn about the insurance business. <laughs> and not um, only that, just drag us all to what felt like the sun for us Northerner folk uh, being in Dallas in July. And yeah. when you've got such fair skin, you can't step outside too long or you will get burned even uh, with some SPF on. So, uh, but I can't wait till next year, wherever it is. I, I, I don't know if it was officially announced, but we, we didn't care. We got our tickets. So three events on the books for next year for us already. And my wife, she was a first timer going to an event. She never had anything like that when she was a teacher. And it honestly, as a new agent, even though she's in a, a call center and stuff, it changed her complete outlook on the business and how to grow and her career so much so that I think um, some of her 
management was kind of like, so are you going to work with your husband or staying with us here at this particular <laughs> large carrier? And um, she said, no, no, I'm not going anywhere. We had this booked before. She, of course, made the career change. So uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're new and uh, or a newer agent or you haven't been to one, I would recommend before you form an opinion, go to one that's maybe closer to you or maybe it's more affordable. Don't spend a ton of money trying to get a fire ticket if you've never been to one and that's out of your budget at 8%. I mean, obviously it's worth it, but um, just go. Then you can give your judgment and and whatever, right? And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I think that's I, the fairest way to go about it. I think I heard I think I heard Nick Frumpkin say, you know, and Nick has been very not positive towards the conferences, and it, that's fine. You know, he's entitled to his opinion. I really like Nick. Nick, I think Nick's a great agent and a great person. Um, but I, I think he said something that I I did find very insightful and probably very true. Like if you're a brand new agent. Like you said, you know, don't don't spend your last dollars getting going to a conference. Um, get the get a general admission ticket. Get the lowest range ticket you can possibly get. If if you're going to a conference that have different levels like that, you can you know, or even just watch a live stream, you know, for a hundred bucks or something like that. I mean, you don't have to go all out with a fire ticket, a diamond ticket, whatever the conference is really kind of pushing for their main stage ticket. Um, but it, at the very least, you know, I think Pete, Pete says it best, get in the room, you know, get in the room in some kind of capacity. And I think good things will happen for you. You don't have to sit front row though and pay 10 grand or whatever. It's going to cost you five to 10 grand. If you don't have five to 10 grand, like that's just not a smart business move, even if, you know, it might seem that way because of all the hype about something. Yeah. And that's the thing too. You could be on that lower end ticket of any of these events, whatever it is, general admission, right? And still bump into a Galen Hendricks or somebody that you might look up to that you know has been in the industry for a long time and has experience with something that you want to ask a personal question or introduce yourself even. And the next thing you know, you're having uh, conversations during the after party with uh, DKR about Game of Thrones and things. And you're like, this is surreal. But all that comes because you, you got in the room and you're there now. Obviously, the parties and all that, that's fine. But being able to go to breakout sessions, I mean, you put one on. Uh, I went to Josh Young's. I went to Nate Offert's. I, Leslie just crushed hers. It was incredible. The room, I was like a bodyguard in her room because people were trying to just get in that door and stuff. I mean, she could have filled the ballroom, I think. So, I mean, being there for those kind of things, but also going to dinner with different people and, and interacting with people that you don't necessarily get to have true interactions with is really what's amazing and how you really start to build these relationships. And for the most part, you can build these relationships with these people without worrying about getting recruited or, you know, having some underlying motives. Most of the people there are, are there to learn and interact and grow. Right. And even the big time people too, Yeah, you know, the big time people are there so that they can take something back. Right. And they can, rub shoulders with other big time people and kind of learn some of the, 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 the tricks of the trade that they're using to implement into their business. So I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's there is just people, you know, they're just people just like you and me, and they're just like everybody else. And they just, you know, you, if, if you approach them, if you don't really have much of an agenda and you just, you know, want to be like, Hey, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan. I appreciate your work. Like that's flattering, yeah. you know, like, 
someone comes up to you and they're in, and they acknowledge something you've worked really hard at or whatever it might be, whether it be a piece of content, their business or whatever the case might be, people are going to feel good about that. They're going to be more probably open to having a conversation with you and you might be able to take a nugget away from it. And that nugget could transform your business. It could really be as simple as something like that. I feel. I, I completely agree. And you don't know what you might get from the speakers until you're there. And yeah, you, I mean, I watch YouTube and motivational stuff and those kind of things from home. And even if I watch it on my grid stereo in the basement, crank up the speakers and get on the, the elliptical or the treadmill and really try to motivate myself. It's not the same as actually being in a room with seeing Eric Thomas motivate the room or Inky yeah. Johnson ta- telling his story. I mean, my, I looked over, my wife was, uh, you know, she brought to tears by Inky and having those experiences could give you an idea that you might jot down and take them with you. Or if you're paying enough attention, you might just figure out what the speaker's talking about, interrupt the person putting on the event and go get a thousand dollars from them. If you're paying enough attention, I, right. I mean, you know, I don't know who would do such a thing, but <laughs> I don't but, but I believe one of the things you took away from 8% was six figure Medicare agent summit, right? That was yeah. one of your big things you brought back. So that's a huge idea. And I consider you a pretty big deal too. Well, thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. I mean, um, and the feelings mutual, by the way, you know, right. I mean, I, 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 you were, you were definitely one of the first people that came to my mind when I was like, okay, Glenn's not here. I need someone to step in and help me do the show. Cause if it was just me, it'd be boring. You know, I think people get enough of me. And, um, you were one of the first people that came to my mind, you know, so I, 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 you know, the feelings mutual. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely for me, the, the biggest takeaway I had, the biggest light bulb moment I had sitting in the conference was we should do our own conference. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think it's, it's amazing. Like I talked to someone today and they're like, I can't believe how fast you put this thing together. Um, Cause they're like three weeks ago or whatever, you were just, you know, just kind of batting an idea around and they're like, you got a venue, you got a full lineup of speakers already. <laughs> you got a, like, got a bunch of sponsors, like, and we've sold about a third of the tickets already. Um, and, and like, I think the main thing is if I hadn't gone to 8%, I don't know if I ever would have put that. I don't think I ever would have put the connected the dots, you know, and had that light bulb moment of, to what I feel like we, we, we should do this. We can do this. Um, I don't know if it would have ever happened because the thought really had never crossed my mind up until that moment. And those are the kind of things that happen when you get there in person, you know, it's just not, it's not the same thing as watching from like a phone screen or a computer screen. Well, and I mean, you and I talk a lot. I don't remember you ever mentioning an idea like that to me, not that you might not have had one. So, I mean, for you to come up with that and, and to be able to put it together, like you said, I was, also like holy crap like how long have you been thinking about this and you said oh it's what i took away from eight percent i'm like what (laughs) but you know i will say and this is something i i shared this um with andrew strange when i sat in for chris weir on the 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 gildy podcast good idea let's do it when chris couldn't make it one time and this was just a couple weeks ago it really helped myself kind of reset and refuel and recharge um my mental health with being in the room around my peers who I really respect, I look up to, I I love interacting with, even if I don't work directly with, you and I have no contracts together. We talk mm-hmm. a couple times a week. But 
that relationship's there because we like talking about the business and then we can yeah. get off subject and talk about life stuff and family and things. But it helped me to really rejuvenate myself, but also like I deal with a lot of anxiety. Um, I come from a family of very hardworking blue collar folk that aren't really the necessarily the entrepreneurial type. And maybe they, you know, don't have the same mindset. A lot of it comes back to mindset for me of, of abundance versus scarcity, right? Yeah. And when I'm in that room, there is so much abundance. Like there is, uh, you know, when you see Patrick, Pat David telling the story, there's no ceiling in that room. Uh, you know, of course there is, but proverb, you know, speaking uh, metaphorically. Right, right. You, you, he's a, a kid from what was it, Iran, right? Who yeah, came over. Right. And I mean, now look at how successful he is. And it's not just that level, that's the extreme. But you look at some of the other people and what they came from and, and the way they go about their day, the way they go about their life. That was huge for me because I was going through not necessarily a depressive state, a little bit. Sometimes I've dealt with depression, yeah. a lot more of it comes in the form of anxiety. And I realize there's a whole bunch of different forms of mental health that aren't talked about enough, but those are the big ones for me. And I am not on SSRIs because I found that that actually kind of hurt my mental health worse. That made me more numb and depressed by going onto a pill like that. So right. I deal with it through uh, different mediums, whether it be something like going to an event like this and getting around people and resetting or motivation. I deal with it from, uh, you know, reading books that I love and things like that. But also sometimes I have to remind myself that it's okay to do the things I enjoy that I kind of put to the side uh, when I started my business. Like I grew up loving playing Nintendo and, you know, yeah. for a couple of years there I hadn't played any video games and I'm like, I'm in my thirties. I own a business. I can't play video games, but quite honestly, um, Danny and I discussed and when I'm like, I'm going to go buy a Nintendo switch and legend of Zelda. And we did. And this was earlier on in my business. And it was something that honestly helped me escape because I could go play this game called breath of the wild and kind of escape in the world. Right. Now, I haven't played it lately. Maybe I need a dose of that, but I got a lot of energy from 8%. So I think that's something that's not talked about enough is being around the right mindset and around the right people. Yeah. And, you know, Justin's created a great, uh, culture that we both got to see when we were down there, but that doesn't mean that every every office or environment is going to be like that, right? And what right. are you surrounding yourself with daily? Yeah, I, I I think that's all so true, and I think it's a great segue into kind of the main topic, really, which is mental health that we were we we're gonna we we wanted to talk about today. And you know, I I feel like when when I watched your video with Andrew, you know, I thought it was very, I thought it was so important to, to really get that out in the open and talk about it. Like, and I think it's something that all of us deal with, whether, whether people want to admit it or not, right. People want to be macho. People want to be strong and look at me, you know, I can handle anything. My, you know, these shoulders were, were built to hold whatever, you know, like all this stuff that people say. Um, and I, 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 but I, I feel like everybody has some kind of, of, of definitely, you know, mental hurdles and issues that they have to deal with. And there's a lot of taxation mentally that comes with being a business owner of any kind. Um, like I, I was talking to somebody literally in the last couple of weeks and, you know, they were like, 
you know, they, they, they scheduled a phone call with me, you know, they wanted to talk about picking up contracts and they ultimately ended up not doing that, which is fine. You know, never any obligation, but, um, you know, he was like, he was like, I'd love to to be you. I'd love to be where you're at. You know, just was very fanboying me, which is, you know, I appreciate it. But I was like, I was like, I don't, and you know, I got kind of real with him for a second. I was like, I don't think you'd want to be me. Like if you saw everything that goes on on a day-to-day basis that I have to essentially deal with and tackle, I'm like, I don't think you'd want to be me. I'm like, it's not fun to be me a lot of days. And, um, People just don't want to hear that, right? That's not that's not going to sell. It's not going to promote as well. But like, it it's true, and and I feel like it's something that needs to be talked about because I feel like it's something we all go through on a on on a recurring basis. And I realize that uh, there's a stigma with mental health. It's something I've never worried about or 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 felt really directed by but many men do feel that or they come from a family where their dad or their grandfather didn't talk about those things like you just stuff your feelings down and move on with your day right and i've certainly tried to do that but i've also tried the opposite where maybe i go see a professional excuse me a therapist and i'm done talking i'm i'm talking with somebody who's an unbiased third party and i can just kind of let it all out right whether it's anger frustration whatever and that has helped, but it's not, it, it's a band-aid for a bullet wound. It's not the cure. There is no cure really. Right. And I think it's more about learning how to manage it and being able to day in, day out, put yourself in a position to be successful, but also to keep yourself in a good state, whether that's through exercising in the morning and then enjoying maybe time with your spouse or your kids and then you go off to the office and you get what you have to get done and you have it l- laid out for the day from the day before and you have your goals set and all your to-do lists. And then you get to go home and do enjoy stuff, right? But for instance, and Danny would corroborate this, I woke up at about 1.30 this morning and I was sleep or I was dreaming of, of about work that so I was very, you know, not in a very deep sleep. And I just started composing an email of things I had to get done today in the next few weeks before AEP. And for some reason it was working its way into my subconscious and I was dreaming about it and it caused me mental health all the way into my sleep. And I, right. I was up from about one thirty till about five or maybe four thirty or five fell back asleep till about six 30. And then I had to get up cause I was subbing at my old BNI group this morning. And uh, you know, so, I mean, that's another thing we have to, deal with and I know you deal with this because you're one of the hardest workers in the room if not the hardest it's lack of sleep lack of self-care lack of family time you and I had a great conversation one time about making time for for Stormy and for Violet and um, I I know how hard you work and they obviously appreciate it but we don't know how long we have right I lost my stepdad to to pancreatic cancer 55 my birthday is you know at 64 he had a hemorrhagic two ischemic strokes and went into long-term care and things. It's like that stuff could happen to us when we were younger too, but you got to focus on that balance. And I hate that work-life balance thing, but you got to yeah. find it for you because otherwise that's when I find my mental health really starts to suffer is because I'm not in control as much. And I'm feeling like my to-do list is exceeding what I can actually get done in a day or a week or those kind of things. So yeah, I, don't know. I felt, I felt okay opening up with Andrew um, and with others. And I hoped it would create a dialogue 
And, you know, it, it kind of has. Some people have reached out and things. And I'm not necessarily looking for an answer or for looking to people to, to come to me, but I want they know I want them to know they can. Right. And imagine hearing, like, you think about the panel we, we saw. Um, Danielle, Uncle Roberts, uh, Galen, Taylor, Medicare Bob, they were up there mm-hmm. on the panel. People don't think about all the things that they had to go through day in and day out to get where they are. And I guarantee you that amongst the four of them, there were some mental health struggles that were in there. Am I good enough? Can I do this? Can I really achieve these things? Some self-doubt, some anxiety, some depression, whatever. Uh, probably a, a mix, a potpourri of all of it, right? And if if that were something maybe that were discussed on more of the grand scale or, or maybe amongst the, the higher-ups who, um, who've been through it, maybe people who are starting out or the younger or newer agents – would feel a little bit more normal going through some of that stuff. Cause I know it's something yeah. that I've talked to, talked to other um, newer agents about some of these things and they're definitely going through it, especially those who have been or haven't been self-employed before and are coming from the workforce and trying to manage your own time. That can be a beast in its own. Yeah, absolutely. Like the, the um, I feel like there's two, there's two things that come to mind when you say that is like the first one is making that transition from, being an employee where somebody's always directing you, always telling you what to do, always, you know, essentially making sure that you have your tasks and you're guided almost, you know, in a direction like almost like, you know, someone through a maze or a mouse through a maze mm-hmm. um, to the point where you don't have that and it's on you, you know, is a huge transition for people that I, I feel like a lot of people really have a difficult time um, making that transition. I, I feel like, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, Zach. Because with the, the the Facebook groups, I'm obviously a big advocate for the Facebook groups. I adore the Facebook groups. I spend an unhealthy amount of time in the Facebook groups. Um, I run one. Don't we all? Live streaming in one. And however, I feel like, and I've talked about this with several other people over the last year or so, is like, I feel like one negative aspect of the Facebook group is is people fall into the trap of comparing themselves to other people. And it's a dangerous game to play because what a lot of people don't realize is like somebody might come into a group and say, okay, we did, you know, I, you know, here's our, here's, here's my numbers for this week. It's like 150, 200 policies or something like that. But behind the scenes, there might be, I was literally just talking to someone about this yesterday, behind the scenes, there might be five, six, seven LOA agents that are writing under this person's name (laughs) (laughs) And like, but an agent at home that might've done 20 apps that week and had a great week, by the way, um, Mm -hmm. is comparing themselves and not realizing that they had a great week and being like, I suck, you know? Um, And it just, they don't get to enjoy those victories that they had, you know? And I, and I feel like that, that happens. That's a game that is a dangerous one. And I feel like it's a trap that's so easy to fall into because everybody puts on social media how great their lives is, you know, but they, they, yeah, it's the online highlight reel. I believe I've heard it called. Right. And nobody's going to put any challenges. I mean, maybe somebody might put up a challenge like, you know, pray for me for this, pray for my family member, that kind of thing. But like for the most part, like you said, it's an online highlight reel. And I feel like the groups, that is a definite challenge that we that a lot of agents face is, seeing all the big time numbers that are put up in there, not having the context a lot of times. And um, 
falling into that trap of beating themselves up, even if they are doing spectacular, they don't even know it. Yeah. I mean, really, it's simple. People have said it. People have heard it. Stop comparing yourself to others. I mean, we, we hear it when we're kids, right? Like, don't compare yourself to this family. It's called, I mean, Dave Ramsey always says, keeping up with the Joneses, right? That's an old phrase from probably back in the, way back in the day that our parents yeah. or grandparents would say, it, you know, you you don't want to compare yourself to them because it only leads you down a dark place, right? Because you don't know what goes on behind it, but also you don't know what their story is or their situation. And if you at least focus on what you can control, I tell my, my wife this, I, I tell myself this, I tell my agents this, focus on what you can control and what you can do to beat yourself yesterday or to, you know, better yourself or however you want to phrase it and be in a position where you're competing with yourself. Or if you keep really good track of things, compare year to year. What did you do last? Most corporations, right? We, we are self-employed. We are in charge of our own company. May not feel like it sometimes, one man shop, but um, most companies will say, okay, what would, what did we do last year in first quarter or second or third, right? Or, you know, they have their different earnings periods. And they'll, they'll be able to track their numbers <coughs> for what they did during a given week. And they'll yeah. be able to even sometimes track it over a certain, you know, let's say five, 10 year period, what they've done on that day. Maybe um, the short week after um, thanks or the short week of Thanksgiving is traditionally a, a great week, Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday just drops off, you know, and they can tr track the analytics. A lot of people aren't going to do that, I realize, but right. it's something you can do and it's tangible because it's data based, right? So if you really want to get into it, you can go the nerd route like I, I like <laughs> to. I like numbers and spreadsheets and analytics, but I have to sometimes remind myself that living in Wisconsin, of course, any of the northern states know what this is, seasonal affective disorder. Uh, it's winter depression, right? Uh, you know, basically from around uh, mid-November through depends on the year, but April or May, it's pretty damn cold here and there's a lot of snow and those kind of things. Well, you live here. You got to figure out a way to get over that. Right. Buy yourself a happy light or find some really good indoor hobbies or get really good at skiing and snowmobiling or whatever you enjoy freezing your butt off out there and find something to do. But you're in control of that too, right? So, I mean, right. for us as business owners, especially when you're starting out, you've got to control your day or it will control you. And for somebody going from being told, hey, I, I need you here at 7.30 in the morning. You're going to stay till five. We're going to give you a half hour to eat lunch. Then you get two 15 minute breaks at this time and this time. Going into self-employment can seem like both a gift and a curse, right? Right. Because, oh my God, I have all this time. I can go on vacation when I want. I can do this. I can do that. But can you really? Have you earned the right to go golfing on a Wednesday afternoon because it's sunny? Or should you be grinding and working your butt off because you know, you don't have the business built to where it should be or what you need to pay your bills and those kind of things or grow to where you want to be, right? Not saying not to take off and go golfing, but if you're going to do it, make sure it's not going to hurt your business or right. hurt your mental health, right? Right. Like it's, I feel like it's one of those things where like, you know, you have, let's say you have a mortgage, let's say, you know, you're, you're married, you have an office that you're in a lease for, whatever the case might be, you know, like, could you taking that day off to go golfing, could that be the difference of you having your bills paid at the end of the month or not, you know? Yeah. And, and, and for some people that's, that's reality, you know? And I think 
in our business, it's an interesting thing because you get to a certain place, right? Where maybe you have eight, 10, nine, 10 grand a month in renewals coming in and there's a level of comfort there, right? There's a level of cushion there. There's a level of um, complacency almost is maybe the word that can be there. And then I feel like, you know, there, there's, I see people go in two different directions. Either people will usually just at that point, take their foot off the gas, rest, relax, maintain, service their clients, that kind of thing, take on the occasional referral and they live a great life. Um, then there's the people that are trying to maybe instead of taking their foot off the gas, put their pedal to the metal a bit more. Um, I think in my opinion, the, the two most difficult elements I've ever dealt with in business is getting started and making the first hundred thousand um, and then trying to scale up to the next point, right? Like once you're, once you're at, you know, a buck 50, 250 um, or whatever the case might be, you know, trying to get up to that next category and that next trajectory is, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing and it's easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, as a business owner to kind of meet those, those goals and trajectories. It's, it's easy to do. It's easy to really beat up on yourself mm-hmm. and um, really have a negative self connotation of yourself um, because y- you, you have this goal for yourself and it's so huge and it's so large. And if, you know, you don't meet it, you're going to be disappointed. You don't want to be disappointed in yourself. It's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like so much of this is the way that we see ourselves and the way that we see our goals um, and the way we want others to see us almost. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think almost, I think you're, you're right on because internally people, they have this, this desire to want to be seen in a good light, right? Most yeah. people, you know, I'm not talking about the terrible people out there, but most people <laughs> want to be seen in a, in a good way or they want to be, respected by their peers or, or those kind of things. I mean, that's just, I think that's part of, you know, being, it's, it's, it's in our human nature and, and that's okay, but it's when you allow that to distract you from what's really important to you and your family and what, you know, what's most important. Cause although you, you mean the world to me as a friend and, and a peer, and I love our, our conversations and, and working together and stuff what I have to deal with at home or you have to deal with at home doesn't really have an impact on each other. Right. I mean, I know I can come to you and talk about stuff and that's, that's huge to have that, but I'm not, I'm not concerning myself. Am I doing enough to keep Christian happy? Right. Or am I I doing enough to keep this friendship going or those kind of things? I mean, obviously you don't want to be disrespectful to your, to your peers and your friends, but I think what the, the thing I'm really getting at is, that you want to focus on what's going to be able to, to keep you in a good state of mind. And for me, that's something I've struggled with for many years because of self-employment. And it was often due to worrying about, am I, am I doing enough to, to compete? Like when I was in more of a captive environment, am I doing enough to compete and stand out with these other agents? Am I pleasing uh, my my bosses. I mean, there's probably agents out there like I I work with with Justin Brock. Am I doing yeah. enough to please Justin? You know, like Justin, are you happy? But like, that's not something I'm sitting here concerning myself. But I can see how how people are obviously going to 
have that be something internally that they have to deal with. And I think until you recognize that and you address the things that are causing issues, you're not really going to be able to overcome them until you know what they are. And you have to be honest with yourself and most likely talk about it with your spouse or, or somebody in your world that's important to you. Yeah. And, and that might be, like I said, it might be just discussing it with your peers because they know what you're going through. I certainly do. And like I've said before, uh, you know, people are welcome to come to me if they need it. Cause I certainly appreciate the ones who have opened up and let me come to them. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think what you said, something you said there was so, you know, important and spot on, you know, is like, you need to make sure that you're making time for the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's for most people going to be their family. You know, like for you, it's Danny, it's your free loved ones. It's your friend and our dogs and our dogs. Our dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you We're know, that, but you're right. Yes. And, and she is number one. She is a great supporter, but she's also somebody that I do worry about. Am I doing enough for her? So you hit it right yeah. on the head there. Yeah. And like, and like, you know, in, in my world, it's, it's definitely my wife. It's my wife, Stormy. It's my daughter, Violet, you know, it's those. And, and sometimes, you know, that there's been plenty of days and nights, you know, since my daughter's been born where I'll come home and I'll bring my work home and I'll be on my laptop till like midnight. And I know my wife doesn't appreciate it, you know? And so that has been a strain on our relationship. And I've had to, I've had to, I've had to really teach myself not really teach myself. I've been encouraged by people like you. Chris Weir has given me a good talk about it once or twice um, about being present in the moment, right? Like if you're going to be there, be all the way there. That's one thing that Chris told me. And and it was, it's something that I really have strived to get better at, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, put the phone down, you know, close the laptop. It can wait, you know, and, I, and and it's still a battle. I'm not perfect, you know. Like I'm definitely not perfect, and and I and I fall into that trap at times. But I feel like you know if you can really put some time towards being all the way there in the moment when you're doing you know activities with your loved ones and things like that, that can be a great sense of of relief. It can be a great sense of, um, I guess you know, uh, fulfillment for you. So that way, when you do pick the work back up, it doesn't feel like it's just a nonstop grind and a burn all the way through. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there. Because when you take a break for something you enjoy, and even if you do, even if you came home, played with Violet for a bit, had dinner with Stormy, didn't have your phone on your computer, anything. And, you know, maybe she turns in, little one goes to bed and you hop back on and work for a few hours, you're going to probably have more energy and feel revitalized about your work. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to be mad at you because she's sleeping, you know, right. even, if, even right. if the laptop's glowing and you're in the dark or whatever in bed, but um, you prioritized. And, you know, at that point you really got to prioritize yourself too. It's like, don't stay up all night or wake up in the middle of the night like me and, and, and then just work through the night. Cause I kept telling myself I need sleep. I've got long days ahead. But if you find that whatever works for you, everybody's a little different, right? Uh, we don't have little ones, at least not yet. So we want them, but um, so it's not something that I, I have any place to give advice on for anybody, but I'm sure um, those that do have kids, they have their their routines and those kind of things. So if you know your little 
little kiddos are in bed by seven and you know, it's pre AEP or into AEP and you want to have a little time with them. Well, try to spend that time from six to seven, getting, help them get ready for bed, I guess, you know, those kind of things. That's what I would do anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I might run some appointments on the phone afterwards yeah. in the home office or something. I'm not getting like, that's, that's how I would try to find some, some balance because, um, as long as you you're enjoying your work still and it's, and it's fun and you're not um, to the point where you're burnt out, then you can find that balance. But if you're burnt out and you're not performing at your best or you're not putting your all into each appointment, then you really got to reevaluate your time. And are you putting too much time in, or do you need a day, a mental health day? That's why they incorporate them at companies. Now, large companies don't just have sick days. They have mental health days built in there for a reason. Because sometimes you just need to check out and play some damn video games. Sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, like that's how I feel. And actually, Danny um, has had a day when she was a teacher and she just had to get out of there. And I came home from my office and she's on the couch staring up at the TV, playing Legend of Zelda. And I'm like, you all right, dear? <laughs> Didn't expect to see you. And honestly, it was a great surprise because I was like, good for you taking care of your mental health, too, because she's always taking care of me and mine. So. You got to right. right? Absolutely. Like, so one, one thing I started doing this year um, and I haven't wavered, like I haven't missed, which I'm very, I'm like, I pat myself on the back for it because <laughs> it's, it's very hard for me. So on uh, every week on Saturdays, um, cause I go, I'm an alien. I go into the, I go into the office on Saturday. That's when I usually film the videos yeah. <laughs> that all of you and watch. And, and I hope you enjoy, um, that's when they get created, when I'm by myself here in the office. Um, and so one thing I've been doing, though, is making it a point to be very efficient with my time, get done, come home early, and I'll usually give my wife the entire evening off. Um, and I'll take, I'll take the baby, I'll take our daughter, and we'll go do something fun together, just me and her. Um, and my wife, you know, sometimes she goes and sees some friends. Sometimes she goes to dinner. Sometimes she goes to a movie. Sometimes she just stays home and watches TV, you know, like whatever the case might be. But it's 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 her time, you know, to do whatever she wants to do. Um, and there's been times this year where I've been sick and I just didn't want to take over baby duties. But I'm but like, I, I just I, I, I've really made it a point because I feel like she needs that, you know, because for all the, the the crap and stress that I go through on a day-to-day basis, I can't compare it to what she goes through because she 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 does more at home than I could ever dream of, you know. And so I feel like it's so it's so important to have that support system at your house and to have that, you know, that that support system with your spouse and you 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 provide that support system for your spouse and they provide it to you. And I feel like, you know, it's None of us have everything completely figured out. We're just trying to do the best job we can and we try to help each other. Well, and, and I got to think back to before I knew Danny reflecting on what you said right there. I mean, I didn't necessarily always have somebody to go to or rely on for things when work would get stressful. In fact, I think the, the thing I might do would be to turn to going out when I was younger with friends and thinking, Oh, I'll go out and get my stress out at the bar or the pub or whatever or going to, uh, you know, when I lived in Milwaukee, going to a brewer game or, and that of course involved drinking usually too. So it was an escape, but not a, not a healthy one. 
Whereas now we might just sit down at the table, have supper and talk about our days. And it's so enjoyable hearing, I mean, especially more so now that she's in the industry as well uh, and understands all the stuff I'm talking about. But but it's so enjoyable just to share that time together. And it's just us and the phones aren't ringing and, you know, we're, we're focused on each other. And um, usually we're distracted only by our puppies trying to take some food from us. But I think that's so cool. And I'm so proud as a friend to hear that, you, you know, are doing that for her because, I mean, I have many friends who are stay-at-home parents in, in either role, mom or dad. And that is certainly a full-time job. And yeah. as much as most of us love to be around kids, I don't know if I could be around children nonstop and like, you know, not be able to escape So for you, you to give her that time. And that can be when she recharges her batteries. And, you know, I don't care if it's, um, if it is a situation like that where, you know, she's maybe a, a stay at home mom or, or whatever, or if you have a two parent working household, finding that alone time can be very valuable too. Um, not that Danny and I necessarily love alone time. We really enjoy each other's company, but you know, it might be something that, I want to just go hang out and watch a, a guy movie or a guy show or something like that, or go see my buddies if I get a chance. Um, and maybe she wants time with her sisters because she's got three of them and, uh, or time with her mom. She's really close to their mom. And sometimes I want to go see my mom, but I just want a little mom son time. I'm only, only child with her. So, um, you know, obviously it's, it's little nice one-on-one -on -one time. So allowing for that, um, that space can be very, helpful too i think to, to mental health at least from my experience now yeah um, everybody's a little different so you got to figure out what's best for you but um in any relationship that's going to come down to good communication yeah. right which uh, i hate to keep coming back to it but that's the the thing about this mental health stuff that is unfortunate because it, i have lost um uh, two one really good friend and uh, another friend to suicide in my life danny had lost several she actually has the little semicolon tattoo um, on her wrist, um, basically signifying that their story is left untold, right. Or, or yeah. unfinished. And, you know, I, I've never been to that point. Thankfully, I may have been to a point where I didn't care if I kept, you know, like, Oh, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow, whatever, that kind of depression or that kind of dark place, but not to the point where I've ever said to myself, I'm going to take my own life or something. That's never yeah. been something that I've even considered. So, but I know that people have gotten to that point and thankfully they've stopped themselves, but you got to be willing to not only, you know, uh, open up if, if you need help, but you've also got to be willing to embrace and accept and empathize. Even if you don't know what to say, be the shoulder to cry on, be the person to just listen and let somebody get everything out and be there for each other, uh, whether it's through friendships or relationships or, or those kind of things. I think back to, like I said, when I was younger, for those younger agents who maybe don't have a spouse yet or, or a serious relationship, you need to find someone, whether it's in, within your family, a sibling or a parent, or even find, find a mentor that you can open up to. Uh, I know with one of my agents, uh, I am more than happy to open up to them. And uh, I think that has helped by me sharing what I've gone through, my struggles, both in the business and the mental health and life, I'm very transparent as a person uh, for sharing those kind of things that I've gone through. It's it's something that has helped them to feel more open to talking to me, not feeling like they're 
only need to be talking to me about business or what we're doing or, you know, how are we producing those kind of things that we, I am a real person who has their back and, and they, I have meaning in my life and I want them to be able to look at me as a, both a, a business partner, a mentor, but also as a friend, somebody they can come to, you know, I can take this hat off, excuse the hat hair and, and put on a different one and, and be like, all right, let's talk. Yeah. Life, not are you, how many apps you're writing or whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. Like there's been so many occasions where like, you know, I'll, there'll be an agent that, that we work with here in Utah, let's say, and they're local. And um, I'll just hit them up out of the blue, be like, Hey, um, you should let me take you to lunch. And let's, I just want to see how you're doing, you know, and just, hang out. And I, I do my very best to not talk business on those lunches. Like I just want to spend some time, show them that I care. Um, and, and sometimes people really need that, you know, like you don't know what people are going through in their lives. You don't know. I mean, we all have struggles. We all have trials. We all have tribulations. Like I don't, I think it's pretty safe to say that there, I don't, I, and unless you're like, I don't know who, I don't know. I can't think of anybody, but we, I mean, that's the thing. You can't even try to pick somebody out because look at you. You could look at Robin Williams, who seemed like the happiest, the funniest, one of the funniest yes. people ever he took his own life. And one of my personal like people that I love to follow was Anthony Bourdain, the, the famous chef who had the show No Reservations, then Parts Unknown. And he was on Travel Channel, just a great narrator, narrator, great orator and could tell a story like no other while making you want to travel to Mozambique, Africa mm -hmm. or something and try the local cuisine, crocodile or something, you know, but <laughs> he took his own life. And I was, right. I, I mean, I was like personally affected by that, even though I'd never met him. And I was just like, Oh my God, like he seemed to have this amazing life. What, what could have impacted him that would cause him to take his own life when he seems to have everything. So I don't think you can pull somebody out out of nowhere. Cause yeah, you, know, you could look at, I mean, Jeff Bezos or whoever's the richest person in the world right now, I'm sure they have plenty of struggles. Just more money does not equal less problems, right? I mean, right. what was it? More right. money, more problems, right, P. Diddy? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, another thing that's in like that 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 sometimes we start to deal with as well is like, you know, I I I was on a conference call to this morning um about you know AEP co-op money, you know, and they're like, okay, so this year, you know, we're get we're we've We've got a total. We're doing X amount of dollars for your guys' group. Um, we're going to need to see about X amount production. And the number might be so much higher than anything you've seen in the future, in the past. And you're like, oh my gosh, we got to hit these numbers. Now I I'm very confident in our abilities and everything like that, but you know, I can see how those kind of um, expectations and that pressure can really weigh on a person, right? And they can really weigh on an agent. Um, and especially an agency owner, you know, that's trying to figure it all out. And they're like, hey, you know, we're going to help you out financially. We're going to help you out with some leads and some orders and things like that. But and that's something that's very unique to our business as well. You know, it's like the expectation, the the, the production. They're like, we need to see this kind of production. If um, And you really kind of feel, I mean, of course, you know, as, as I feel like you probably should if you have someone help you financially. But, like, you know, you're like, you, you feel the obligation to kind of meet the expectations. And again, you know, it comes back to, I'm, I'm sure it's a business thing in general, you know, because people that run large businesses, I'm sure they have shareholders, partners and things like that. They, everybody, you always, everyone's always having to appease somebody else in business. 
customers, clients, everything. Yeah, but I mean, you have some, like, I, I was having those conversations too uh, today, recently. And I have some say over how much I believe or know that I can produce and I can help set that parameter and that goal. But I can do it at a point where I am not putting so much pressure on myself or my agents or those things that if I don't come close or if I fail or I've, I you know, barely miss it or whatever, that it's going to impact me so negatively that I'm going to want to you know, crawl into bed for three days. Or right. like, what I've learned in 13 years as an agent and many of those years being very hard, not necessarily having the guidance or the leadership, just... I got in with an internship with Northwestern Mutual and thought it was going to be the bee's knees, thought I'd go on and get every securities license and all the alphabet soup after my name and all these things. <laughs> and and then really got smacked in the face by life and like wake up, realize this is not easy. Nothing worth having in life is easy. And it, it caused me to go through some real moments of like, is this really what I want? Right. And obviously I believe <laughs> grinding this long, it's really what I want. Right. Um, I will say that, you know, I, I've worked at uh, places as an employee and maybe I'm not the best employee because I, it is a little difficult to tell me to show up at a certain time. I make a great salesman in those kind of roles, but um telling me to show up at eight and work till five 30 and have this lunch at this time, go to the bathroom at this time and stuff. Probably not the best thing to tell a very independent only child um, who also happens to be a stubborn redhead, right? Like it just wasn't a good fit, but I learned that about me. And I know now, like, even if let's say something unexpected happens, knock on wood, and I have a terrible AEP, and I don't come anywhere near, near my goals and things. I know that there's always opportunity tomorrow. Why? Because there's, well, what is it? Now it's more like 11,000 boomers turning 65 every day is what I've heard recently. Yeah. Um, there's what, 64 million people already on Medicare that I could go help and go rewrite. Yeah. I mean, how many times do you come across somebody still that might be in their 70s and they're only on A and B and they got a, you know, maybe a prescription drug plan or they never got pitched on a supplement or they fell through the cracks and never even were explained what Medicare Advantage was and their supplement just kept going up. And like they thought it was, oh, my brother's uncle's niece's cousin told me that's the worst thing since sliced bread. So I don't want to touch that. But then you actually explain like, oh, my God, I could have been saving all this time. I know that that's out there. I can go find it and I can pick myself up by the bootstraps, a phrase my mom used to say, and dust myself off and go after it. But I also know that I have many tangible skills. And even if I were to either leave the industry or leave the broker world, I could probably pick up the phone. I mean, I know somebody who works for, you know, one of the large carriers. I might be able to yeah. um, finagle my way into a job. There's always other opportunities. And just because somebody, let's say somebody comes into the industry and they become part of the 92%, right? Uh, we used to have our happy hours, 92% nation, rise up. And um even if they fall into that category, it doesn't. So they might go on and be an amazing real estate agent or something. Maybe right. they were meant to sell houses and not insurance. I mean, insurance is not for everybody and can cause some serious mental health issues just from the rejection and feeling like it's personal. When in reality, it's just that some people really are just mean or some people just really hate insurance and they right. put it off on you, right? Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. Like you have to have the outlook that 
whatever happens production wise or, or um, requirements from carriers or your F FMO or, or even your employer, it's okay. Cause there's always other opportunities, right? Then maybe this is, right. maybe this role is not for you, but maybe you'd make an awesome agent in an LOA model, right? Like that's what I think about is so cool about our industry is maybe you're not meant to be self-employed, but you'd be a really good operations manager for like a Christian Brindle insurance services, you know, or maybe you'd be an amazing internal marketer at um, an agent pipeline or, or yeah. an IFG, right? Or maybe you'd just really be a great agent who can write business all day in an LOA setting like you've had or Justin or so many others, right? Um, and, and you'd be a great agent. You can still earn a great income, but you're not taking on the stress of being the owner and having to write everything. Like there's so much opportunity. That's why I hope anybody, if you're listening and stayed on for what close to an hour, first yeah. of all, I appreciate you for staying on with us. And thank you again, Christian, for having me here. But yeah, if you're in that position ever, don't just quit. Uh, that is not the way. And I'm not saying like, don't just quit that day. You might quit the industry or you might quit being the broker side or something, but look for other opportunities. You have these amazing, powerful things called an insurance license that you can do so much with. Mm -hmm. You studied for them. You likely, pay, most people pay for them up front or on their own, or, you know, they put some skin in the game. And then you put all this time into learning all this gobbly yeah. good of AHIP and marketing guidelines and CMS this and that. Take that and turn it into something. I mean, that's another avenue. I didn't think about that. Go, if you're in Washington or somewhere, somewhere with a government spot, maybe you'd be a great compliance person. Yeah. You know? I mean, we need them. We don't necessarily, they're like the Tobys of our industry, if you're an office fan, but um, we certainly, uh, we need them to keep us on their toes and protect us from any nefarious activity, right? That's right. That's right. Um, good stuff, buddy. Good yeah, stuff. Um, that did, that felt like 15 minutes to me. So thank yeah. you so much. This was amazing. And like I said, if anybody did stay on or watch, I, I, I appreciate you for letting me talk and share my story. Cause, um, I certainly don't feel like I'm anything special, but, um, getting a chance to share it with, with your, your group and your followers means the world to me, Christian, because I hope it impacts even one person. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I appreciate your time, you know, and taking the time to come on and, and, um, really save taco Tuesday this week really is what you did. So I really appreciate you doing that. Um, I just wanted to help you guys out. You've both been so wonderful. And, and again, prayers and thoughts, Glenn, you and your family yeah. feel better. Um, lots of fluids and rest, right? I mean, take care of yourself and, and get back on your feet. And I hope to see you on uh, this screen next week. Absolutely. And um, Glenn is, Glenn is, is missed. Um, but Zach, you were awesome. This was awesome. And um, I really appreciate your time. Um, guys, if, if, if you guys have any questions, if you watch the replay on this and if there's anything you want to ask or start a dialogue about or have a conversation about, drop them in the comment sections. I'll do my best to reply. I'm sure Zach will see him as well. Um, and yeah, guys, I just, you know, I, I love what Zach's doing, you know, in terms of opening up a dialogue about these things, the things that need to be talked about and, um, just understand, you know, like we're, we're all in this together. We all go through similar trials. We all go through similar things. And I feel like that's why as a group, um, we are stronger together, not just people in this group, but people in the industry, we're strong together and, um, we can really, band together and help us through tough times, you know, cause we all go through them and um, none of us are Superman and or Superwoman. And 
Wonder Woman. And so we need to, no, except for Rebecca Davis, she's Wonder Woman, but. Um, <laughs> Wonder Warrior now, careful. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I understand. Um, we don't want any um, of the, the comics going after her. Or anything. <laughs> right. Actually, it's funny you mentioned her name because uh, got got a, my copy here. Of her yes. Book, and she. Yeah, um, yes. I got it. I got it in my office in the other room. Yeah. Well, you know, I like to support my my friends here, obviously, in the industry. Pete, if you're watching, I got Sling It back there. <laughs> yes, the yes, Mr. Pete Fournay. Um, well, guys, th thanks so much for tuning in and 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 getting all the way to the end here. And Zach, thank you again for you taking the time and sharing all that you shared, and you know, really kind of bringing a lot of this to the forefront. I think it's great and it's valuable, and um, we'll have to do it again soon with with Glenn next time included. So, cause I know he has some great thoughts on this topic as well. Sure. I'd be honored. And uh, I'll step my tacos up a little higher class next time, but thank you again, my friend. It, this has meant the world to, to be able to share this uh, with you. And again, thank you guys for letting me share and uh, God bless everyone. Take care. All right, guys. Thanks for watching and we'll see you next week. Adios.